Welcome back to FinTech Family Hour. This is Zach Anderson Pettit, Content Director at Money 2020 by day and your host by night. We have another very exciting and fun family episode today. A la Are You Human? Are You an Adult? We're working on the title. We'll get back to you on that. As we do with these family episodes, we have the one and only Kristen Anderson in the house co-hosting with me. Our guest this week is another member of the family, Eli Walks. Eli is the CEO and co-founder of Footprint. We're welcoming Eli back to the show for the second time, and we go all the way to the depths of the human that is Eli. And if you're a fan of the show, please subscribe, rate, review, FinTech Family Hour, wherever you listen to your podcast, and even places you don't. As I said last week, just get up on a roof and scream about it. It'll be good for the world. This episode is brought to you by FS Vector, the firm for innovative financial services. Without further ado, here's Eli. Welcome back to FinTech Family Hour. We have our second very exciting, very new, very different very squirrel chasey direction that we have here. And we have an even more squirrely guest. But before we get to our squirrely guest, I'm not going to call you squirrely because last week I feel like we got a little we got a little contentious at a couple points. You so were I rude. I was, do we need to, <laughs> should we start here? Is that where we need to start as I was rude? Zach was rude. I don't think I was, I think. Now I, we're fine. I, did we, I don't think we even had a conversation making up. You've just forgiven me. I have forgiven you. Okay. I'm happy just to give you guys a couple minutes just to hash. Why does everyone say that? Alex said the same thing of like, I'll make sure you guys don't fight. Jeez. Well, I'm not going to make sure you guys don't. I'm just saying, if you want to clear up any conflict from beforehand, I can vacate and then we can start. I don't think we have the time for that. I think at some point you have a hard stop and. I think we have too much to unpack. That's fair. I like so how with busy that. I sound now. I have a hard stop. Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that? Suitors in New York and investors. I got a hard stop. I got meetings this Friday. <laughs> you don't have a hard stop, do you? I could make I, in, like, in, like, in like two hours. Like, we, You're like, give me give me at least a few texts. I'll come up with a hard stop. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my, I, I'm happy to manufacture like fake calendar event. Like that, that's easy. We can block the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that voice you hear manufacturing fake calendar events and solving problems right and left is Eli Walks, the man himself. Eli, give us, give us a little bit, just like two seconds on footprint so that people have an idea of who you are in that piece. Because we did Alex last week and people read what he says all the time and you're actually like building a thing a little quieter. So we maybe should start there with you. Yeah, I guess I'm building, I'm also now following like a, a very smart person. Now you're kind of stuck with me. Um, but Footprint, eh, we we, we help companies onboard users offload the cost and risk of storing that data. So we put essentially into five lines of code, the ability to it's kind of like type form for onboarding, whatever information you need to collect, we collect, we verify it. And then we store it. So whenever you need to access it, proxy it anywhere, we're able to do all of that in, in one application. Beautiful. I think it took us like 56 minutes or 55 minutes last week to start talking about fintech. No and this time more we've done it 50 business seconds. time. Moving on. <laughs> Kristen's like, shut up. Bring with on the, the fun stuff. All right, let's get to it. So let's start with your early life, my friend. Tell us, take us back to your youth. Take us back to, to what that was like. Who uh, were you yeah. as a child? Yeah. And how did this happen? Well, that, I mean, if you, if I knew, great answer so this, far, great well, answer I, I, so far. I just would have brought my therapist. Like, you know, this that's what been, this is. This that's what been, we're here this for. That's what better. this is. So me as a child, um, I would say so I was in Philadelphia 
And last Bone time, raised. last time I was on here, I said I'm I I'm not going to give them a big endorsement unless they sponsor me, and they haven't sponsored me yet. Just so Philadelphia, again, the city. Phil, yeah, I want. This, I don't I, think I remember you saying that. This sounds right. We'll pull up the clip. I, I <laughs> or maybe it was Athletic Greens. I don't know. One of the two. Philly. I'm sorry if I'm throwing you under the bus. What but, about Yingling? Uh. I have no brand affiliation. I'm oh. open to sponsorship, you know, by, by any and anything. I'm, I'm desperate. Um, but no, so I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, I was a happy child, I'd like to think. I don't Siblings? Know. I have an older sister. Mm-hmm. She, How much older? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. She's a writer. Okay. Uh, Did that have a big impact on you, having an older sister versus an older brother? Since you could roll, you could run both the simulations. So like, what was the other one like? Yeah, I, exactly. The counterfactual. I've... I've been using Midjourney. What's the I think I've, I've created yeah, storyboards of my life. Are they uh, your sponsor? No, <laughs> we uh, we're, we're proudly like Eli's the, lacking sponsors at this point. I'm other than his AA, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're proud. I think we're probably like the only vaulting company to like not release like privacy for your LLM models because like I don't know we're, we're getting used for other stuff. But no, um, we my older uh, she's a she's a wonderful person. I think like I I, I don't know. I grew up probably with a a lot of empathy around me, um, you know. Public school, private school? Uh, I went to a private school. Oh. We got our first. I see. Actually, I don't even think we asked Alex that question, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently Kristen's judging out of the gate. That's private school in Philadelphia. Yeah, we were. In, I don't, I, my Kansas Cityan doesn't know what that means. We were in like Vineyard Vines. Yeah. Okay, it was, the, it was frat it, vibes. It was, yeah. it was disgusting, Um, you know. I see. All of the photos are probably on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. What did you, did you learn anything about money as a kid or like have like mental models around money from childhood? Like anything in like a class or from your parents or anything like that? I guess what, like, I was a big history nerd. So, like, my, my okay. so this is probably a no. Like, I guess, like, my answer was, I don't know, if I'm being honest, like, I think I grew up in, like, a, a pretty sheltered environment. Like, I, when I was in ninth grade, I studied abroad in China, like, pretty rural China. Mm. And I think that was the first time where it was, like, a, you know, here's, like, 200 quai, and, like, here's a bus pass, and, like, this is where yeah. your homestay family is, and this is where the program center is. Uh, and like, we'll see you tomorrow. And, and like, I really, I, I thought that was an amazing experience and like growing up and being more independent. And like, I loved it. Like I wanted more, like, yeah. So I got, I got to ask the question then. So you studied abroad in ninth grade. That's pretty young. That's really young. That's pretty young. What? 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. So by the time you got to end of senior year, like who were you? Well, the question we asked last time, which I think is a good one is, what were your superlatives? And if you didn't officially get any superlatives, what would your superlative have been? No, so I know what my superlative is. So okay. My, I, one was most liberal. Oh. Interesting. And one, I was- Get go- him out. I, <laughs> <laughs> Woke. I, I, I was, I was, so I went to like a prep school <laughs> I just, I wish the whole world could see Kristen's <laughs> face and her being like, I hope everyone knows that was a joke. I know. What's very funny is like, <laughs> I am very liberal. <laughs> That's why it's a joke. Yeah. I realize people don't necessarily know that. And I can see who the okay. wheels turning to Kristen's head like, oh, no. do I interrupt and point out that I am a good person? <laughs> no, no, no. I really do believe in the rights and inclusion of others. Oh, God. But I had to say a funny Peterson thing out loud. Before. Yes. Oh God, please don't. Do we want to go there with the bucket and the mop or should no. we come back later? <laughs> well, so, I'll, I'll, I'll bring us back. The, uh, so, so the other part of, I, I, I was like, I was going to get like most likely to be present, but then 
our prep school is like, but we wouldn't want that because like he's so liberal. So I just scrapped that. Like that didn't end up like in the yearbook. So what? you were like a, well, you, hold on, back up. <laughs> the like, system decided. <laughs> not the school, like the students. They're like, people are like, you're okay with you? I think most likely friends. And they're like, no, like we don't want, I mean, like there was like a state. So there that, was no vote and you somehow lost the vote. No, there was a vote. It was like a Trump thing. They're like, stop the vote. Like, it was, I, uh, I remember. Stop the vote. He believes in women's rights. I, yeah, Get him out of here. Yeah, it was an all boys school. Like they, Oh yeah, that's not, oh. yeah. So, I, I, I actually give the school a lot of credit. I actually think that they, like there was a lot of good, but then there were students that were, that were there. But I put together a debate, I remember, and it was me as Bernie Sanders and in this ninth grader is Donald Trump. And it was like <laughs> such a great synopsis. It was like in like the main auditorium, like 500 people, whatever. And it was me like going very deep on like single payer healthcare and like baby bonds. And this guy just being like, no. And it was like, and like half <laughs> the students right. yeah. yeah. and applaud. And honestly, like it was probably pretty good. Like you could have just watched that and be like, it's a proxy. this is where we're going. Yeah, it was yeah. a proxy. Wow. Wow. I... An all boys prep school. I was hoping you were going to stay on that. Yeah. So let's, let's, were there any things in your life that you feel like, I don't even know the right fucking question to ask. Like, how has that impacted you since? What did you miss out on? I, we know the answer to that. Yeah, we can't talk, talk about it girls. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but I, ha- I actually, I had a fork in the road where I was, I had gotten accepted into a Catholic all boys private school and I'd gotten accepted into a Catholic private school that was whatever, mixed gender. I don't know. Co-ed. Co-ed. Thank you. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I got really awkward about that really quickly. Um, There were girls there. There were girls there. You're feeling self-conscious with a a, a liberal woman and the most liberal person from the high school class. You got to sound good now. He's worried about what he's going to (laughs) say. I'm really worried. I feel like, yeah, I I don't even have to say it into the microphone to get canceled at this point. I'm with you two. Um, But there was a fork in the road where I was either going to go to the, the, you know, I think I would be a very different person had I gone to the all boys school. My mom really wanted me to go to the all boys school because she was like, you'll focus tomorrow, be better for your academics. And I was like, I literally think I will just like, never mind. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but I don't think it would be, I don't think it would have been a good thing for me. I don't Mm -hmm. think, but I'm curious. Like, I mean, I I think my answer is probably biased in the fact that it's so far ago that I think at this point, like I connect dots backwards and like use peak end theory. Well, and look at look at how successful he is now versus look at you. Not not That's at all. <laughs> not not. A, I mean, I'm like, not sad focused. now. It's fine. Focused. Uh, He's focused. I, I, I was I, definitely a little distracted in portions of high school. <laughs> I I do think that it's like I don't know. Like there is no counterfactual. What I do think it did is is a couple fold. One, I do remember. Like I still think my a lot of high school lunch conversations had were, were some of the more intellectual conversations. So like I had like in lo- <laughs> different experiences. Well, no, this isn't like a co-ed or, or non-co-ed thing. This is more so just like the school. Like I think like, oh, okay, fair. Um, like I do think it was just like good people that I was like a- around. Um, I think that like then like for like emotional development, I remember we had like an assembly in ninth grade and like they brought in some football player and he was like real men cry and like that was like Aww. the thing. So, like I do think like they tried to. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> I, I think that there were nice things done. Like to, I, I do feel that in a way, look, was there like, in hindsight, right, like a ton of like toxic masculinity stuff, like a hundred percent. But I think at the same time, there was no like performance to put on. Like, I, I don't think we had like maybe the classic, like guy trying to peacock to like the girls in the class. Like, yeah, I think I could kind of just be like a nerd and yeah. like, you know, just like, uh, like kind of just like not maybe even be like made fun of yeah. as much as I probably should have. I mean, like that makes sense, that. right? Like nerd plus 
toxic masculinity equals fintech. So I feel like we just like did it, right? <laughs> no, Kristen didn't like that joke. Oh, jeez. I didn't like that joke. Jeez. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how to articulate my... So you just made a face that was like... I feel like it was like an Austin face. It was like a... Uh, uh, I don't uh, like that you said that. Well, I guess... I guess... I don't... I was joking. I no, I know it was a joke. <laughs> I know, but every joke is a kernel of there's truth. A, right? There is a kernel of truth. There's a kernel of truth. And I think the the fintech elements of of toxic masculinity are probably ones that like have survived some of the fintech winter in a way that like maybe Ooh, in What other... do you mean? Say more. So we're in fintech winter. Winter is here, as the, the Game of Thrones would say. Indeed. And I I think from my perspective, a lot of the folks who overraised um, <laughs> have been able to survive it. Have been able to survive it. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, and overraising tends to have certain qualities. traits, qualities that we could equate. Sure. Okay. So it's it's an interesting one, and and I think again, my my reaction was sort of like, it's not that what you're saying is false. It's just that like I wish it weren't true. So the question is sort of like, how do we how do we balance that? And I don't, I don't have the answer. Notice neither of us jumped in. I know. I, I mean, keep building. I, that's keep the only answer building. I have. That's keep the only building. answer I have is keep building and have have good people. Keep the most liberal person that that you've ever met. Keep building, and and maybe we'll get rights again someday. Exactly. Go on, Kristen. Go start uh, another company. Where Where did you go to college? I went to Stanford. God. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he's like fucking. He's that guy. Yeah. He's like really smart and all the things, and like did the brand name it's, smart things. Here's the you fun know? thing about not doing research before you show up is you get to react it's in like the you moment. React real time. <laughs> You're like ah. Uh. And I mean, the only reason I react that way is because I wish I had gone to Stanford. Same. Okay. Cool. Same. Same. Page. Okay. So funny story. Uh, I was, as we know, a nerd when I was young. I wanted to go to Stanford when I was little. Funny. I didn't actually even apply. But like when I was like in eighth grade, I really <laughs> I wanted think to go I to did Stanford. Either. <laughs> I mean, I was so far away that it was just like, academically, there was no... I don't know. I didn't... I decided I was Yale or bust, and bust was the answer on that. (laughs) But when I was like 16, I decided I was Yale or bust. But I didn't apply to Stanford. But when I was young, I wanted to go, and I like had a shot, presumably being smart and academically oriented and all that. And I remember like the quarterback of our football team, like freshman year, was like, why would they let you into Stanford? And he like said that to me, and I was like... I don't think you understand what Stanford is. <laughs> and he was like, well, I play football. They would let me in. And I was like, no, sir, that's not the first thing they look at. That might be the last thing. Did you play football at Stanford? I did not. Oh, did, did, that's look surprising. At me. Did you, really? Is that surprising? <laughs> Nobody can see you right now. <laughs> that's true. I'm six foot four. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Could have been I, on the water polo team. No, they're really tall. They're too. really tall. No, but I, wasn't there like a, a number of like uh, celebrity children that ended up on the Stanford well, water polo team I, I like for a certain think amount I of money? I broke that story. So it, it, you like to what? think you broke that story? Yeah. All right. So in, or- in high school, I well, I, so I, my, my high school was a big lacrosse high school. Uh, we, we like won like the the championship for lacrosse like twice in like my final five years there you're really painting a fucking picture of this school i gotta I, say like you said uh, your final five years isn't high school only four years i know but i was there in eighth grade too <laughs> oh okay yeah so you mean all of the years. i was there but yeah but yeah it was, i i love i really do love the school Did you go to stanford dude <laughs> yeah i i do think that <laughs> um but it, anyway th- there's like a lot of lacrosse or like 
I thought it was a bit much. So I ended up giving a TEDx talk my senior year about like athletic recruiting in the country. And it started with an anonymous quote from a Ivy League soccer coach where he was like, I have two golden tickets to get anybody in here. And like, don't worry about the grades or any of that. Like, just be like the best soccer player you can be. And the quote I had, because like I went very deep on this, because like, I don't know, me, like I got like all these people to go like off the record to me, it was from the Yale soccer coach who was exposed in the Varsity Blues scandal. So <laughs> <laughs> you maybe broke the story. Uh, yeah, this, this was like two years before. This is 2016. How do you feel that, that uh, oh gosh, I don't even know her name is in jail. Like people are in jail right now. I mean, like it was your day. Like my point was just like, it was like <laughs> everywhere else around the world. Like if you're Lionel, like if you're really that good at soccer, you're going to like play professionally. Like, do it. Like, well, I agree. Like you hear like all of like the NBA, like these NBA players are like, I didn't go to play school. It's like, it's probably fair. But the vast majority of you aren't going to. It's like, I just think it should be a separate entity. Like it's like, that, that was my point. Like, I think the U.S., like, we have, like, 90,000, like, state, like high school football stadiums in Texas. Like, I think, like, well, you know, we're put 1,000 people for robotics. Listen, I love sports. Like, I one of my best friends from college and roommates was on the football team. Like, I love sports. Like, huge proponent of all of them. I just don't know how, like, when the U.S. society was, like, so ingrained. So what you're system. saying is you're fine with sending people to jail. <laughs> Chris so is so stuck. Me, no, no. Here's, here's Look, if what we, I want to know. If we catch you on an OFAC list, we're not onboarding you to it. Okay, but here's what I want to know. Who do you want to see in jail right now? Who do I want to see in jail right now? <laughs> That's um, a good question. Like, okay, I'll bring it back to what I was saying beforehand. These uh, companies that are turning a blind eye to the situation of child cobalt miners in the Congo. That's actually a damn good answer from pre, a, pre-recording. That is a very and good answer. Yeah, you, yeah, good callback. And the audience is like, wow, that took a Child turn. Child slave labor in Africa, cobalt it's mining. Cobalt Red is a book. I, you know, I'll do yeah. free ad read for them. It's, so those uh, people should be in jail. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. and the resource curse is real. It, it's a very sad history of like 200 years. But yeah, I mean, we, I think we all, I think we do need some people to start going to jail or otherwise we're just going to keep letting this, very terribly mined cobalt into into our system. What was your first credit card? Uh, not debit cards, <laughs> a credit card. First credit card, or actually, what was your first bank? Uh, Wells Fargo. Okay, it was it was like right next to my like high school. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then first credit card. I think actually my fr- like, and they also like I did like my nonprofit in the high school with them. So like I. Like, what was the high school nonprofit? Uh, it was High School Heroes X. It was under the X Prize umbrella. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first bank. So I did business banking and uh, and personal banking with them. Are you are you uh, still a Wells Fargo customer? No. When did you leave them and why? I went to Chase <laughs> when I went to college because the branch was closer. Really? Wait, but you're young, aren't you? I'm yeah, I'm 25. And you still picked based off of branch proximity. Well, fascinating. Yeah, this was this was back in 2016. I don't know. Okay, that's still like I know mobile tr- banking was like a thing. I know it's probably a bad look for me when I'm trying to sell to like you know staff and those guys where it's like you know I was on Wells Fargo and I was 13. Like I agree, it's not me. But like I didn't consider like you might I, still be there and not know it based on their practices. When, when I was in 16, when I was 16, like I never thought I was gonna like go into fintech. Like you know, like it, it like kind of just happened. But like. When you were 16, you didn't think you were going into fintech. I think that's true for all of us. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> well, are there 16 year old? You know what? There are probably 16 year olds listening to this podcast. That oh, are like, Christ. I, I hope know, not. I know fintech is for me. When I, well, oh. like, I'd say even when I was 20, when I was 22, which is, you know, like three years ago for me. But that's fine. when you knew? No, I didn't know even then. When did you start Footprint? Uh, 
the end of 2021. Okay. So two years ago. Te- well, technically, we're, we're incorporated February 2022. 2-2-22. God, that's crazy how okay, much this but happened. But here, here's my um, maybe slightly contentious take. Mm. Let's fight. Uh, are you fintech? Right. Ooh. So I, oh. I, I am the, like a little bit of a purist. Yeah. That fintech <laughs> is not necessarily tech that is sold to banks. It is like something that touches like money movement. Now I know that this, the biggest area where this gets people like a little riled up is around KYC, KYB identity, compliance and sort of stuff. But like, I'm a, I'm a little bit like if your business model is just like, SaaS or API based. Like I tend to sit on the side that like real fintech is like fintech business, like finance. And I'm fine with I'm, <laughs> finance. Finance. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna fight back there. Finance. And like I would say, like, even when like we 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 were like to work with like Shardul from Index on the seed and like um we kind of from the beginning were like we want to be viewed as like a security company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so like I, I wouldn't really fight back. Like I think that stop recording. <laughs> 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 I, I thought for us that like we did think that like we had to almost approach like a problem that fintechs face, but not yeah. as a fintech. Like I thought that was like important. And like, you know, like Zach, we were talking earlier, like we think that like the vaulting makes the KYC better and like the KYC makes the vaulting better. But like right. a big part of it is like security. We do like identity and access management. We do auth. Like we do a lot of things that I don't think would right. be considered fintech. Right. We just sell to fintechs. I see. What's what's your opinion, Arbiter? I mean, I feel like way too much of my life is this conversation and this question. And I kind of come to a point where like software is eating the world, yada, vibes. yada, yada. It's just vibes. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's amount you know, of like- tech vibes. Like I, I feel like he, <laughs> like there's a really good chance. I think that footprint could be much bigger in retail than it could be in, or like in, uh, hotels or they could, all of these different things, right. Than it could be in fintech. But I feel like fintech is like a really obvious place to find first product market fit. I mean, it's like triple blind. One of the companies that, um, I've invested in, that's like pretty, not similar to you guys, but it ha- checks some of the similar boxes yeah. where I think it's going to be much larger healthcare company than it's going to be a fintech company. But some of those early proof points around finance, get the hospitals more comfortable get, you know, so I don't know. I, to me, it's actually much more. I find this conversation, I find the companies like Footprint to be a lot more interesting than the fintech companies, in my opinion. Ouch. I don't, yes. I mean, were you a fintech company before? Was yes. Catch Was Catch a fintech company? Yes, because we made money like finance companies make money. We made money on float. We made money on wealth management fees. We made money as a broker. Like that's what makes something a fintech in my Well, but mind. so you were all you were also touching insurance and other pieces. So were you an yeah. insure tech and a fintech? Correct. Or were you were, okay, or is yes. does fintech has fintech eaten insure tech? Like where well, is that? I mean, I guess what I would say is insurance in its purest form, insurance is a financial service. True, but we isn't we as uh, like America, I think have separated them. Yes, but I would say like insurance is a product that is a financial product. I You're like grouping your money. I overarchingly agree. Yes. So yeah, but I mean, yes, we often like we presented at InsureTech Connect and things like that. So we we were both, but I, I loved our FinTech product. Our insurance product was just the moneymaker. Yeah. Now let's take a moment to talk about our exclusive sponsor, FS Vector. Relationships, relationships, one more time. 
relationships. One of the hardest parts of building a meaningful company in the world of finance is understanding what's actually happening in Washington with agencies, the administration, everything going on on Capitol Hill. Who do you actually go to for what? In the world of government in general, it is just confusing. We may want to think we're disconnected from the world of politics, building companies, but if we've seen anything this year, it's that we're not. We are very tied to it. The ability to pick up the phone and get an opinion from a decision maker in this world, in the world of politics, is worth its weight in gold. Those aren't calls just anyone can make. This is why I recommend FS Vector. Those are the relationships they have. They have partners and senior advisors that have been cultivating those relationships for decades. Some of them have even been on the show. You may know John Betchia. You may know Amy Friend. You may know folks like that. They've been around. They've started building those relationships before they needed them, which is exactly what I recommend anyone do with their government affairs slash policy strategy. Don't wait until it's too late. Get advisors, good ones even, good ones especially, only good ones, and the good ones are at FS Vector. Reach out to FS Vector, go into that contact us, and write in all caps at the top of the form, Zach sent me. FSVector.com and tell him Zach sent you. Let's get weird. Okay. Let's get weird. Do you want to kick off? Here's our here's our uh, mini game. Okay. Okay. One of my favorite uh, metaphors for founders is that being a founder is a series of mini games. Well, this podcast is also a series of mini games. <laughs> this mini game is called Are You Frugal? Zach and I are the judges. Okay. Sole arbiters. We're the only ones who get to decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your answers should be honest. Yep. Uh, and don't overthink them. Okay. Okay. Uh, first question. Uh, how often do you order DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, food delivery services in a, in a week? Uh, probably four times. Out of 21 meals. Okay. I don't eat breakfast. Ooh, so four out of four. Intermittent fasting. Should we stop there for a minute yeah, and talk well, intermittent I, fasting? Yeah, if I make my own smoothies, like I'll have that like to break the fast. What time? Uh, normally one thirty. Ooh. Well, I'm a night owl though. Okay. So you ate a little early for me today. Yeah. You sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty close. All right. Fair enough. Do you intermittent fast, Zach? Yeah, but that's more ADD and like uh, just kind of feeling like I think I've been pregnant for 31 years and I'm, I feel sick every morning until like 10. So I don't really eat until like 11 or noon. And it seems to be working out. Not to uh, give myself too much credit, but I feel like I was very shifty there and did I win the mini game by just fully? Oh, it's not over. It's not over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I escaped the mini game. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll distract them. I, t- I thought that you were going to ask for my smoothie recipe. I no, we're we're still in the mini game. Yeah, okay. uh, you can dream, but you're not off the many, fucking hook yet, the guy. How many hours are you are you intermittently fasting right now? Uh, so it'll be I'll do sixteen. Okay. So, okay, so you basically do dinner at like what is that like eight or something, and then you yeah, like okay. eight eight thirty. Okay. Yeah. Is it intentional or sort of more happenstance? It's mostly like pretty much I don't like Zaka. I won't eat until later anyway. It was really just getting rid of snacking at night. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing. How, how's an impact on the body fat feel like it's making a difference? No. I did say that I, I, I got an, I had a customer ask me to join their kickball team yesterday and they, they, they slacked me and said, you, you look athletic enough. 
And I thought the enough was a hilarious qualifier. <laughs> so, so I would like to credit a combination of athletic greens, creatine and uh, intermittent fasting and, yeah. and, and equinox. You know, that's a lot of money going into me being athletic enough for an adult kickball, kickball. team. <laughs> do, we, do we do a side tangent on the workout routine? Yeah. Since we're already here. What's, t- tell us about it. How many times a week? What are we doing? Just curls for the girls. What's going on? So like six days a week. My man, we Which, can tell. Honestly, though, it's like you'd, you'd want something a little more now. You know, like it, uh, I, I was back in my old office. What do you like, mean? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm not even saying. What? <laughs> out, out of you or after? Or more, out of me. Uh, more. No, I actually feel like I got the bench up to a good amount. I, I was pretty proud. It was, uh, there was a time, so Packy's rather Dan launched the creatine company and I got footprint, like a 50%. <laughs> we had like a footprint promo, which I thought was fun. Like I tried to get everybody in the company like excited about it, and they're like, what is Eli doing? Um, but it's, I don't know. To me, it's like the one routine that I actually try to keep. Yeah. And I feel that when I lose it, like everything starts to unravel in a way. And that to me, like I sleep better if I feel like I had a productive day. And to me, a productive day is like, did a ton of work, went to the gym, like I got all the things done. If I didn't do those things, then like I'm mad at myself, so I can't fall asleep. And yeah. like I'm tired the next day, so I don't work as well. I can't go to the gym. So to me, it's really a mental health thing. And then I don't know. Yeah, we're all psychopaths. Like I have like my journal of PRs, and like I like like opting in. We are all psychopaths. Yeah. Okay, but Equinox. Back to the frugal game. Okay. Ooh. Can I ask one question? What's your mental model around rest days? If you lift six days a week, so this I'm is a very so, personal I go to the thing. gym six days a week. Okay. So one of those- Some days it's just drinking smoothies. One, one, yeah, some days, <laughs> some, some days, uh, like one of those days will be just a run. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I have had a really hard, this is so random and not what we were getting to, but I've had a really hard time taking rest days in my life. And I've gotten like better at that over like the last six months and it's made a wild difference. All occasionally there's like a stretching class. Ooh. Yeah. I, I'm not. That doesn't sound creepy. I'm not nimble enough for yoga. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just me. And like, it's yeah. like yeah, it's yoga negative one. It's just a stretch. Yeah, it's, it's like negative. you should go in a room and try and touch it, your toes for an hour. Yeah, they, they used to, they used to call it. Oh my God. It was like. I think it, they had a name and they like upgraded to like athletic stretch. <laughs> like they tried to make it sound like not remedial. Cause at first it was like yoga for dummies, you know? Yeah. Um, but, it's just you and aged. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. Um, okay. Back to are you frugal? So how much are we spending on that membership? Like what's the monthly investment here? What level? Cause aren't there levels of Equinox? Okay. But I'm going to say over under a thousand dollars a year. Okay. There you go. It's over. Oh yes. yeah. That's cause it's at least 200 or yeah. 300 a month on right. the basic level. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so definitely over. Th- I think we both okay. probably spend. Yeah, I don't like, want to think about what I spend on a gym, on gym memberships in a however, year. Shout out, shout out fintech. With shout out fintech, thirty bucks back a month. So that's three hundred back a year. Wait, why? Amex will give you like a Amex Platinum gives you like a three hundred dollar a year credit Ooh. on each. Speaking of getting into defining fintech, yeah, Woo. Amex. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's- <laughs> Chris is just looking back and forth like she's watching a tennis game. You guys, game. I got like two toddlers. Jim talk is like so <laughs> you, you're not, alien you're not with to us? me right now. I You had Alex on last week, right? And he's like, I throw little kids onto the ground. Like that's my exercise. It's <laughs> just very, it that way. It's very <laughs> foreign. <laughs> you throw kids onto the ground. Not just his own. <laughs> yeah, just all kids. He picks them up and body slams them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Eli, tell us about uh, the luxury item or items in your life that are like too expensive that you know are too expensive but that like you love and you just like if anyone knew exactly how much it costs you'd be a little embarrassed but you love it anyway i, I have a bit of an outerwear addiction okay and, and it's definitely that like what kind like what's the brand what's the item like a yeah, raincoat I mean, the, 
that I, he's, like, turning <laughs> I, he's, he's turning red. He's turning red. It's I, I got a guy who I love. <laughs> he has this haberdashery. Oh my god! What? <laughs> That's right, and, folks. If you have haberdashery on your fucking bingo card, we have just crossed the Rubicon of haberdashery. Is and I thought that was like a made-up word in like Harry would, Potter. I don't think he it's would only call for Eli and Harry Potter. I call it haberdashery. What would he call it? Probably just like a men's luxury clothing store, like you know. <laughs> At, uh, is it mostly hat focused? No, no, there are no hats. Isn't a haberdashery? Dude, I don't know anymore. I thought it was a Harry Potter word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, hold on. Okay, go on. Tell yeah, us go on. But I'm gonna Google haberdashery. I think he's very a very good curated selection. Uh, I like in a very meme founder way. I like things with hoods. So even you were right. Sorry to interrupt, but not sorry to interrupt. It's men's like, men's clothing and accessories. I full on <laughs> thought that it was a, like a hat store. I thought it was like a spell. <laughs> <laughs> It's trying on hats. Yeah. But. Oh my God. Wingardium Leviosa, right? <laughs> He's got a couple like kind of niche Italian brands and, you know, I, li- I like the stuff. Where Where is this haberdashery? 23rd and 10th. Oh. <laughs> it's the most like New York. Like, <laughs> of New York, there is New York and then there's New York. Yes. And, like, that, and that was New York. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. So, so like things with answer. hoods. Yeah, I That's like things. I like things with it. like a, but like things that you wouldn't expect to have a hood on there. He gets a hood on there, <laughs> so like a blazer. A, yeah, I was gonna say you have a suit jacket oh, with a hood so like, on. I don't it. really do. I don't really do blazers, but like I may just have to like tweet pictures of of the pieces. Can we? Yeah, Can we have I'll, that as a I'll follow up. I'm very yeah. curious. I'll make sure because now I'm also picturing like the Harry Potter robes. <laughs> I'm telling I'll, I'll you, send, I'll this send, whole thing. I'll send some pics. I'll send some pics. I'm so curious. I feel like you just probably have like the most. Like, is it like a Technicolor dream coat suit? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, where it's become, it's like so. I've been. This is going to be. A, I, I've recently been playing a really nerdy board game with a friend of mine who is a friend and also happens to work at company that has vaulting needs um <laughs> has, has what vaulting pii vaulting needs oh i see he's saying they're a customer okay <laughs> or and, or a prospect I, based on how he pivoted that <laughs> his tone and he lives right near the clothing store and it becomes this really tough thing where i'm going over for like a two and a half hour adventure to play a game called Terraforming Mars. <laughs> and <laughs> but with a nice sweater on. <laughs> and I walk out and I'm like, mm. so like I it, it, yeah, I'll like call my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm 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 leaving. And she's like, I'll stay on the phone. You're not going in the store. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not oh, going in the store. Well, I you think have a problem. I, love I agree. It. I'm you I'm honest. You, I'm we? playing the game. And that's why no, I this think is great. I think part of having problems admitting, and that's why I call my mother for the shame factor of me having to walk into the store. I love that your mom just knows. She's like, is it the haberdashery again? <laughs> she knows. She knows. Is what she could... paying your credit card bill still? No, no, no. Okay. This is okay. yeah. That's a good right. question. Right. Um yeah, it used to I used to have a vest thing and I kicked that. I don't I don't I haven't gotten a vest in like three years. But now there you go. Now. You're like have you stopped attending the meetings? The vest anonymous? Have you moved on? I've moved on. Okay, I've good. On. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're good there. I, I look at a vest now and I'm like, I don't need that. It's like it, you know, it feels <laughs> But then I look at a nice jacket that can be worn with the hood on it. Yeah, with the hood that can be worn in like fifty to fifty-seven degree weather, and I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah, I actually like I'm laughing with you more than at you right now (laughs) because I have way too many slightly hooded items that I've spent way too much money on that like I wear once a year, maybe. Feel like. So Zach and I have never played this game with each other, but I feel like every snippet I get, Zach is not frugal. No, not very frugal. good at being. Like, I mean, I tried to. Would no, you consider I don't. yourself 
Fruit That's home. a good question. I would say no, fruit. but I'm on both ends. Like I would say like I do this stuff for like I spend way too much on doing clothes. Like yeah. Jack has been like also like I like oh, I'm in it right now actually. This is yeah, I didn't plan it because I had no idea what the question. So I have like a personal tradition. This is going to be part frugal, part non-frugal. I call it monk weekend where like I take a weekend to myself. I unplug. People pointed out this both like I like I'll have a nice glass of wine. I'll eat good food. People have said both this is not how a monk acts. <laughs> it's not all that monastic. Yeah. yeah, it's not monastic at all. Okay. But then I make myself a custom shirt on custom ink. This is one. This is from one of the monk weekends. And it's like a $22 shirt. And the other one from the first monk weekend has all of these holes and like it's like tattered. And I'll wear it because I love the shirt. I made it. This one doesn't have holes yet. Does it say anything? Yeah, this on the back it says monk weekend. That is so funny. And so you're the only one with, that's a one of one. It's a one of one. Yeah. My, <laughs> so cute. Okay. my friend's like, why do you still wear this shirt with all these holes? I'm like, well, like it's a sentimental shirt. Like it, it wears, I'm like, you know, like what do you need out of a shirt? Like it goes on yeah. my body. Like it covers me up like enough. Like, this is a Seinfeld for, bit. For, for the record, uh, one of my former colleagues, his name is Grant Lindsley. He wrote a book called Mediocre Monk about his time living in a monastery in Thailand. Wow. It's oh, a wow. fabulous book. It's really good. It's Add to the list the book. Love. It's very, Great very book. good. Uh, but I will tell you for a fact, she tells a bit about like finding a hair on a cinnamon roll. That is not how monks live, man. They're not drinking glasses of wine and making t-shirts on custom ink. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big custom ink guy. I got a big account. I make like every new team not custom frugal. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I need to finish the game. I feel like you, you like, you know, self-care. <laughs> and I feel like that's the thing that I am like, ultimately respecting but frugality okay so you said we don't have an office space <laughs> I'm that's not your money I'm well, but hold on. I'm yeah that's, okay, that's a good that's... question are you more frugal personally or with the corporate funds i'd say well <laughs> your say, investors are listening yeah <laughs> I, I i would say cor- i'd say corporate funds good answer uh like yeah we don't have an offices at the same time like i, I do think like we'll never have an r a higher r on things than like today like what if it's like somebody thinks the tool will make them more useful. It's like, yeah, but um, in general, I'd say more frugal with the company than myself. Yeah. Yeah. No. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with not being frugal. She looks over at me to point out that she wasn't judging earlier. When No, I'm not frugal anymore. I See, that's the thing. I used to be frugal. Like, uh, like, a light, when I was 25, I was frugal. Really? Yeah. I was poor. Uh, you have to be frugal when yeah. you're poor. Yeah. I wasn't poor. I should say that a little differently. I didn't have as much money as I have now. I honestly have just been not, it's not that I'm not frugal. It's more a matter of like, oh, that cost me $25 extra. And like the amount of mental effort to go get that 25 back or something is just never, never worth it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like the ment- the mental spend of time and effort is just so like. You don't do chargebacks to empathize with fintech customers. Can't say. When I. Yeah. I got to be pissed off to charge something back. When I was like 27 years old, I realized because I used to get really, really huffy about paying a dollar for an app, which I think a lot of people do. Why would I pay a dollar for your app? It's absurd, even if I use it every day. And I realized at about 27 that if I dropped a dollar on the sidewalk, I would not pick it up. Like most likely. Like if I was like walking somewhere. If it was four quarters, I agree. But if it's a piece of paper, why not bend over and pick it up, Kristen Anderson? Because I was busy, man. My time. (laughs) I'm walking, baby. One foot in front of the other. My time was super valuable. Now, you know, not so much. But back then, my time was really valuable. And so I, I feel like that there was kind of this like shift in my mindset of like, 
how you think about your time. Like frugality, because this is an interesting, maybe a little bit academic point, but like sometimes I think frugality, especially if you do have funds, right? So let's be clear. the, The foundation is like having enough money to take care of your basic needs. But frugality can often be a misunderstanding of what your time is worth. True. Like it can be, it isn't always, but I think sometimes like being frugal is like a value in and of itself. Like it took me a long time to unlearn it because like, you start to realize that you're costing more in your time and you're realizing you're not just yeah. like putting the worth on your time. So I think it's like a major self-care weekend, but you're saying, you're saying that you view it as a, as a means of proving that you're frugal because you like rewear t-shirts more than once. No, yeah, that's, I know. It's <laughs> like, like I, know, I, go, I don't light jobs, them on yeah. fire. <laughs> I go on a big vacation and I make a $30 t-shirt. So I'm for, no, I, I'd say in general, I'm very bad with self-care. Like, oh, like, it's like, that's, that's like, bad. I have to some, I have to do like one weekend. It's like a proof point. Like every other year. It's like, no, I did that one. Trip. Every other year, one, ye- one weekend, every other year. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's not quite enough. Eli, we might need to talk about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I don't know. I've, uh, what about comfort? Are you like, are you upgrading? <clears throat> like if you're flying, do you ever, do you ever oh, upgrade no. to comfort or first class or anything? Have you ever flown first class? I have. Okay. I, got, I got upgraded. Gotcha. Uh, like, uh, I, I, yeah, I always choose. I, I do. I'm like a very bad sleeper. I'm like an anxious sleeper. It's so like, I will pick my flights to like, it. like I won't take red eyes. Like I won't do like the early flight. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I don't, you don't, I don't need to be comfortable. I, I take out blue light glasses and open a laptop and send it. You know, I, I do think, Zach, we're going to need to refine this game a little bit because certain things you do at 25 are very different mm. than when you're 35 or 45. Mm. And I have this feeling that like certain things... Eli in five years is going to be flying first because he's well, tired well, of this maybe, shit. Maybe that. <laughs> but it's also other things of the like, oh, I'm fine with all these inconveniences. As yeah. you get a little bit older, you're like, I'm not fucking fine with it yeah. anymore. <laughs> How often are you taking the train in New York? Subway? Yeah. All the, for, I mostly get around from subway and city bike. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? Are you trained all the time or how do you get around? Walk. Uh, just because you don't have to go very far or just because you're uh, avoiding the train? So <laughs> <laughs> I like a little anxious on the subway. Yeah. I didn't used to be. I used to ride the subway every day. And then like it was like enough like media hype around how dangerous the subways were. Look, they're really not that dangerous. They're just not. My like, mom sends happen. me a lot of articles. Right. But, like, <laughs> but that's the thing is there's enough stories. And then the Citizen app, I'll put, put right. all that together and you're never getting on the subway So it again. like starts to create this like kind of irrational anxiety around the subway, which is, it's irrational. It's totally irrational. The subway is very safe. Yes, things happen, but you've got like 10 million riders a day. Things right. happen whatever. if you drive cars. Right. Yeah. And so, so like I typically walk like more than I should, or I take buses. Like I take the bus. I actually really New York like- New York bus is great. New York buses are amazing. Like, See, it's so really, fun. They take like, a little longer, but like they're it nice. It takes time. I felt like the first time I took it, like I felt like I was being like let in on a secret. Yeah. You know? like, it, it takes like cr- five or 10 minutes longer than the subway, but- I was walking by a bus stop the other day and not to get inappropriate- but I saw an attractive woman get on the bus. Oh, and I was God. like, that doesn't happen in other cities. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like there is no such thing yeah. as an attractive woman on a bus in other cities. They get harassed. Yeah. And, and there was, there was really like a nice. good looking dude on there too. And I was like, that also doesn't happen. <laughs> like the good looking dudes are scared Jack, was well. just you getting on? I mean, I looked in the mirror and I was like, God, I look good today. No, I've never been on a New York bus because I have my perception of the New York, I have it's my perception like of the bus system. Town. Yeah. yeah. So are you yeah. ever taking an Uber? I've taken an Uber. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware that you've taken, I think I've we've taken. shared an Uber before, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I've taken Ubers, I've but... taken Lyfts. <laughs> I've, Lyft, taken, Lyft I've also I've been taken on a call. I've taken back in the pre-COVID days. 
I meant like regularly today. Fuck You're you. like a commute to work in, a, in an Uber type person. No. Okay. That's that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, you also don't have an office, so I don't really know what that would even mean. Yeah. You're Uber into like the airport though, right? Uh, It depends. Sometimes you'll train. So JFK, it's like a pretty, I'd say like it's the same time. Yeah. Like I'm so sick of this I'm, argument. I'm on the West side. So like it's, you just go to Penn Station. You yeah. Take, that's what everybody tells me. A, but then you're on a fucking train with you're your on bag. Trains. You're on, you're on multiple trains you're on with your bag. Trains. So it depends yeah. how many bags I have. Okay, fair enough. This is the point where I become not frugal. I'm like, I will a million percent buy a goddamn Uber yeah, and this, not be on a train so this with is my bag. where I get frugal. I get very, like, I will land in a new city and I'll be like, I shall find the train to the city. And like, I will get on the wrong, because I'll like want to do it in Italian. And like, my Italian's not as good as I think it is. Like, I will end up in the wrong place. I don't think he's ever done this in Kansas City. Am I wrong? No you'd be, be walking, big dog. Right. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be riding your bag. Hopefully, there's a wind. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got our last frugal question here. This is this is our uh, our tiebreaker. We'll call it. Do you have any large purchases? Well, we'll say expensive purchases that you regret. Hmm. I don't really have that many large purchases from being on. Like the, I buy like the outerwear. <laughs> That's a, but other than that, like you are annoyingly not materialistic he's young. enough. He's yeah. Young. Is it the youth? Is he's it that youth? youth? Yeah. Uh, like I love like we're have feeding our friends by the way. I know. A friend from high school. Yeah. No assets yet. No. Nah. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give him. Er, yeah. Added. Like the other member, but like I've like limited edition like Avicii vinyls but like I wouldn't trade those for my life so like yeah. so you don't regret it oh uh, no he's got an Avicii fetish I'd which we can go like into a... if you want okay so to finish wait out... wait wait can I ask how many how big is the apartment ooh like 500 square I don't even know it's like studio street no it's a two bedroom it's oh. with a roommate wait from... what but I've, I'm with, I have a roommate <laughs> no two bedrooms and 500 square feet it's like, I don't know they don't put they don't put it on street easy it's very small it's like we don't know I'd have to measure the thing okay tweet that too <laughs> I do think it's really <laughs> tweet pictures I would, of I would guess like six hundred square feet. I'll send a video. Yeah. There we go. Oof. It's gonna be okay, a- I'm gonna say five out of ten on your frugality. Five out of ten. I I, I respect the corporate frugality so much. Like to me that's such a beautiful thing. I don't know. I, I think that you're but that's not like a are you frugal? It's like do you feel shame? <laughs> <laughs> Which is another question. way to phrase I've this I've not whole... taken out loans secured by the business. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go seven, seven or eight. Cause I've spent more time with him and I will say that my experience hanging out with you, you're not cheap. You'll spring for a burger, you know, here and there buy a beverage, but you're not gonna, like we would go to that bar instead of that bar. I would say to like, not, you know, and I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven. He's 25, man. Who wasn't doing that at 25? I don't know because when I... I had Did never, you have money at 25? I've never been money. to New York at 25. I, what was I doing at 25? Graduating college, maybe? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I was... I think I was at... It seems like a binary thing, you know? It's, it's not impossible. Six years ago? I was in BKC. So I maybe had like a dollar. I think that was when I bought my Toyota Avalon. So that, I think that was my first large purchase was my Toyota Avalon. So yeah. I don't know if I call that money, but you know. Like a lot more decisions about your life at that point or about how much money you have or don't. Because you haven't had yeah. any time to like stack up a little bit of savings year over year. Standard date night. This is assuming I go on dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I know standard. Like Zach just like assumes that everybody's going on like many dates many a date. month. Yeah, I know. I'm the what opposite. A I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, 
I'm a very elaborate date planner. Like I don't go like for the ones I go on, like they, they're multi-part, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're voices. Is it, is it that it like takes you a lot of getting to know someone before you go on an official date? Or is it that you just like don't do that many? So when you do it, you want to go all out? Yeah. Like I think like I definitely, I just like, I think people my age, like they're like, I need to be on a date every Friday night. And like, that's mm-hmm. not me. Like if I, if I don't really see a future of me like being with someone, like I'm, I'm not really going to go on a date. Like, yeah. um, I just think we all have like better things to do with our time, like can get fulfilled from other things. Um, I think like as a result, but I also like planning dates. Like I'm a romantic. So like, yeah. Oh, like, okay. So, a, so tell me about one of these dates then. Yeah, I'm trying to think how I don't like incriminate myself. Okay, yeah. Right? yeah like you don't yeah, have to like yeah, yeah. share anyone's identity in the process. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you take, I feel like you take people to like the stand or the cellar pretty regularly probably, right? That's not a first date. Oh, okay. Like I think comedy shows are weird dates. I'm actually against it now. Weird, they're weird dates. I think they're bad dates. People want Because you can't talk. I think, yeah, I think like at this point, like if I'm like going on a third date, they'll be like, oh, you do comedy. I'll go to do like the stand. And I think it's a bad date because pretty much, I feel like every couple it goes. You're not the funniest one in the room. Not just I'm. I'm never. And I'm never the most. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't do it. Is my ego. I I think it's like they're like to me like if I'm being honest like I think most comedy dates it's always third dates and like they sit in the front row like the guy secretly no, wants yeah, yeah, yeah. the comedian to do crowd work and be like have you guys hooked up yet and then the guy can be like and the comedian's like well tonight and then the guy looks at the girl and he like gets the jet like it's like so cringy like I like it's never <laughs> like you never hack. you never get to know anyone better at like uh, I. Uh, and comedy then, is a great like long-term relationship date yeah you because you I, get to go and do something together but you don't have to talk because <laughs> you've spent many years getting to know each other and you're like we don't actually have anything to say to each other right now so we can go do something where we go watch someone else totally i have comedy show tickets in a couple couple weeks <laughs> why so i don't know if, i don't think you know this about eli but Eli does stand up. I do know that. Oh, you did know that. Okay. Dude, Eli and I are like besties. Yeah. Oh, okay. We met oh, one time for seven minutes. DMs. Yeah. <laughs> last last time that you were both were on this podcast. Yeah. yeah Chris and us uh, refine our pricing page. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Helpful. Very helpful. Why do you do stand up? I have like a lot of answers. One, I just like doing it. Like, I mean, I, that's fair. I think I remember like, I was going through a very stressful time with footprint and I I do feel like it's like once a quarter I have this and like it manifests in different ways. And I had like a, a a performance, like a a set. And I just remember doing it like for the first time, like in like weeks for those like 10 minutes, like I just felt so locked in on something else. And like, it was such a great, it's like my job was very different that moment. And like Mm. comedy, like it's lower stakes, but like, it's also on like, I want to do well. It's like, it's like this fun, different mindset. It's like, I think like I like that just on a personal level. And then I do think to me, it becomes like a way of catharsis for things in life. Like yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going to write like a, a an album about like a breakup. Like to me, like I've actually gotten myself into trouble. Like I would go through a breakup and like immediately write a set. And then I'd realize like, I'm not ready to laugh out this yet. Mm-hmm. But then like four months later, I can be like, okay, this is objectively hilarious. And like, this is like a fun Eli's thing. version. Yeah, yeah, I get to put my stamp on it. Yeah, if you yeah. if you break up with me, I will do a stand up set about it to like twenty people <laughs> in a bar in like Greenpoint, like four months later. But yeah. what was your first experience getting up? So the first time I think we spoke about it was like with Sam Morell, like I'm at my party. Oh fuck me, I forgot this. Tell this. Uh, did you tell us on the last podcast? Yeah. 
I'm Tell it sure again. Fuck it. it. Tell it again. Pretty, pretty much Sam Morell, awesome comic. Uh, I DM'd him. He's like the only person I've ever responded to a DM of mine on Instagram. I, LinkedIn, I have a decent hit rate on, but <laughs> nobody, no, people are much more privy to frictionless KYC than they are to, you know, going out with me. But anyway, I DM'd Sam because he was doing like shows during COVID on people's roofs. I'm like, we have a roof. Uh, I made a joke from one of his specials that I'd like to think he chuckled at. And then he came by and I was, I opened for him and, you know, we were like chatting after and they're like, you know, you should do this more. Like they thought I'd been doing it for a couple of years. So that was, that was the background, but Sam's a great guy. I think that, uh, it was about, I made a joke about my rabbi giving me COVID. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I said, you know, you may laugh, but you know, I, I guess I was like, I, I thought he kissed everybody in the congregation and I guess it was just me. Uh, and that was fun. And, uh, you know, we can unpack it another day. And it was, I think it was about getting catfished. And I, I, I ripped, I thought there was something elegant about getting catfished because you get catharsis at the end. Uh, Cause like you, you, you under, you have to come to terms that you're catfished from like, I think a lot of relationships end on much messier notes. <laughs> this one, at least like, it's pretty clear the whole time you're wrong. So I think that was the first one. It was That's good. And, like, it was pretty basic. And then there's been a lot of evolution, I think. And like, I tried to do like more intricate sets. I was waiting for like a whitefish joke after the catfish joke. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for us to go to whitefish there. Yeah. No. And with everything you told me over lunch about your most recent set. Yeah. We don't have to get into that one here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we didn't hear about your date. <laughs> <laughs> so normally my dates, we start, I send them a sign up flow with one of my competitors and they're like, Oh, how much friction was involved with that? I'm like, exactly. And then like, no, I'm kidding. I did not. Are you wondering why you don't go on a lot of dates or Chris, are you aware that Chris, that might Chris be a part was of horrified. it? I will say normally like a third day, I'll like trot out like a really nerdy story about like whichever hydroelectric dam project I find most fascinating at that point <laughs> oh, in time. Oh, that's a good, and it's a yeah. good, it's a good gauge. I remember one time yeah. I was with someone and she's like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm like, bad. She's like, no, like it, it could actually be kind of, kind of sexy. But like I, it also could be like a big turn off. Like I haven't decided. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you get back to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you let me know. We'll maybe, go to the next activity. Was she like an external processor? I say that as an external processor, because maybe that's something that she should have decided in her I'll, head I'll, before I'll, she likes. I'll do a plug. I, I, the, the, the end of that relationship is in my next stand up. So it's a, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Oof. Yeah. Okay. But like what, what's a first date? Um, to me, like, I don't like just dinner. Yeah. Um, I, I think like there should be elements, like whether it's like going to like an exhibit, whether it's like depending on like the season, like, um, like walking the piers. Big sisters. Uh, I do. I you have a big sister. Like she helped you like understand how to be a good human. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach, you I, don't have a sister, do you? No, only child. Well, oh. I have a half brother, but mm, yeah. No sisters. Yeah, I do like experiences. Cool, Kristen. Know. I'll try to I'll try to curate based off like the limited information I have. Like, do yeah. you stock beforehand? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were gonna pick a different word, and then well, it was just like, no, I I do. Know, yes. I mean, I will say though, I'm much more of a like. I, I do like like the in person, like I like meeting someone in person. Like I feel like I will have had like a conversation with you before like an actual first date. Yeah, sure. So I feel like I'll actually yeah. know a couple couple bullet points going in dating apps or not nah? i've like gone back and forth like in my, in my mind i'm like this is so unromantic i hate it <laughs> and then like i uh my best friend and i we made joint new year's resolutions where 
His was he would go on one less date a month with someone he's not going to marry. And mine was that I'll go on one date a month with someone I won't marry. <laughs> so uh, uh, because <laughs> used to it used to be like no, no there's nobody in my life that I'm I'm, I'm into and then it uh and and he thought that was he's like you need to when you meet the person you like a lot you should and I'm like that's fair he 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 did a little bullet presentation so I will go back and forth <laughs> like that's dance like that's hilarious you're but the look on your face I I gotta like pick my pick this my pod's brought to you by one click KYC. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when you're when you're traveling for business or pivoting, when you're traveling for business, you're you're going to a hotel. Generally, are you when you get into the room, are you unpacking? Are you leaving it in the bag? Are you are you checking a bag when you're traveling, or does that just depend on the length of the trip? I haven't checked the bag, and I'll like uh, like it's kind of. If, did you ever see like the SNL skit with like Keenan Thompson? They're boarding a plane. He's like this like massive suitcase, and he's like, no, nah, this is going to fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> No, no, but, but it sounds good. I got the concept. We all know those people. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm I need that it. guy. I'm later not sure. Today. I need an analogy to a very obvious thing. I'll just like bring like four bags and be like, they, they can consolidate into two. Like, uh, but yeah, I haven't checked the bag in a long time. To answer, unpack or uh, it's like an unpack to the couch or like an unpack to okay. the desk. Okay, like it's it does it's never gone in the drawer or I'll hang up like a, what needs a, to be hung. What yeah. needs to be hung up? But yeah. Uh, best vacation you've ever been on? Where was it? Hmm. Um, I've been vacation. This is founder chat. I've been, yeah. on, I've, been on, yeah. I've been on a trip in some time. So this yeah. is a uh, monk weekend. Monk week. Yeah, the last twenty twenty last year. The last monk weekend twenty twenty before I started the company was the last monk weekend, and it was great. Um, I was with a, a dear friend of mine. He, he's from Denmark. We like hang out once every four years. It's very wholesome. Uh, this this sounds like we met online. We met yeah. at, we met at the summer thing in tenth grade of, of high school. Uh, and then and you're like, we're gonna do the Olympics every four years. Every four we'll see each other. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If people are bobsledding down a hill yeah. on national, I'm gonna TV, see you that year I'm with Will. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but that was a very nice one. We were we were in in Italy together. Uh, it was very. It's kind of. Just, I, I do feel what I will say. And maybe this isn't perfectly answering the question, but. I've done an exercise recently with people. Maybe I'll fully flip the script here. And I've asked people like, Go ahead. what are your, what's like your two, three happiest days of your life that you can remember? Ooh. And I'll, I'll get, I'll give my answer. My answer is like, it's really like one day that I remember I was in high school. I was flying to India to like give this speech on youth entrepreneurship and it's the most cringy YouTube video because the audience isn't mic'd and my jokes aren't good, but I do promise a couple people laughed and it's just <laughs> dead silence. It's so, and like I'm pausing for laughter. It's so bad. But um, in route there, there's like, I had like a full day layover in Frankfurt, Germany, which isn't really known as like, there's not like a big TripAdvisor page there. Mm. But I said this really wholesome day of like, I went on like a nerdy historical walking tour. I like, I remember like I went to the supermarket and like, I think it was like the first legal drink I ever bought. Like I got like a cider and like listened to a beach <laughs> and walked around and like Aww. my life, which is normally so regimented and like everything's planned like minute by minute. I just had nothing to do, no obligations, like nobody's fiction. Like I actually like do like, like love like those memories of like vacation. So, but I do find it interesting. Like neither of my answers, it's sad. And like, I'll give like another day from like my first monk weekend in Vienna. Uh, but, like, it's nothing professional related or any of that. Like, I do think like you can enjoy things more maybe from others, but I find it always interesting how people answer the question. Zach? You want me to go? Uh, like two or three? Well, the 
I feel, I feel like this is one of those that like I could give a very different answer if I thought about it for a week. Sure. But the what comes to mind for me is, I mean, it was, it was a Money 2020 day. It was actually last year, like the one day that I can think of that was, there was a lot of awesomeness last year at Money 2020, but specifically there was a morning, the, the day, this was Monday morning. This started with me introducing Serena Williams in front of the largest crowd I've ever spoken in front of, which was like more than 5,000 people, which was the only crowd I've ever been in fintech world that had actual energy before I said a word. Like I walked out on stage and because they were excited to see Serena, they were actually like, woo, you know, which like you've been to conferences. It's rare to get that kind of energy. Um, and then I turned around, went, interviewed Vinod Kosla about 25 minutes later. You then saw me. And then I saw you. <laughs> we had dinner that night, didn't we? We, uh, this was Post Malone night. Yeah, you came by. We, we were, yeah, night. we yeah, had yeah, dinner yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. You were like one of the three dinners that I had that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I got to interview Mariana Van Zeller. We were as both well. there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Five. You were both there for this day. Um, <laughs> and you both made it part of what it was. Um, got to interview Mariana Van Zeller with, uh, another company that was on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't say so cure in front of Eli or else he just likes goes on tangents. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't combust. I just <laughs> I just hear I just hear large API fees. <laughs> Moving right along, um, and then I think that was the same day. I did three interviews in that day, and the third one was um, OnlyFans, which was interesting. I see. Yeah, which was interesting. Um, About and, your account. Yeah, exactly. I had to had to do a little troubleshooting. Um, and then that night was Post Malone, which was, I mean, I think anybody that was at that, that was fucking wild and so fun. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Steve. Um, that one was definitely up there. But I would say like the second and third and fourth day are probably just the rest of Money 2020 last year. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. He loves Money I know. The founder of hair were like, screw that stuff. I mean, it's, it's a fun, I mean, I, I, I associate with what you said in terms of the being in the moment when you're on stage in a very, very yeah. different way. I think there's a lot, like I kind of, I don't like admitting how much I like being on stage. Cause I think it manifests itself in other people's brains as a little bit of narcissism. And I feel a little bit of narcissism when I admit it out loud. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's like climbing a wall. It's like, you are so in the moment there. Like you think you're going to die if you're not paying attention to every little thing that's happening. The light's blind. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. a different world. So I, very few things make me as happy as that. Like I was honestly depressed before Money 2020 in Europe this year, got to Europe, got on stage. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why we do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it changed everything. So. It's awesome. That's where my head well, goes. That's very wholesome. Yeah. It's very sweet. And the, the, and then like a high school soccer game is the other thing that comes to mind for me. But that's a less exciting, less pertinent story. What about you? I got two. My 29th birthday, I I was in London. I was giving a speech in London like two days before my birthday or a day before. And so I had the whole day to myself and I went to grad school in London, but for whatever reason, like friends were busy. It was like a work day or whatever. So I was kind of on my own. And I like basically like took myself on a date day and like I ate and went shopping and like went to a fancy coffee shop and had a croissant. And like, it was just a really, really lovely day to like get to spend time with yourself. And as someone who's an extrovert and loves other people, it was, it felt slightly uncomfortable and weird. And, you know, like I, I wasn't sure that I was going to enjoy it. And by the end of the day, I was like, this was 
awesome. Especially because it's my birthday and I love my birthday. I like need people to celebrate my birthday. And I was like, oh, I, I don't need other people. Like I am enough. It was like a very like <laughs> empowerment moment. And then the other, this is going to sound really corny. <laughs> this is going to sound really corny. I know most people would be like the day my children were born, which like should be the answer. But like, I don't know, pushing a human out of your body. I was like, going to say, it seems like that might be painful. Not, like, I don't know. The most joyful moment for me, like the moment of birth was not like the moment of joy. Like I yeah. love my kids very much, but like that wasn't like that awesome. Austin walking or whatever was probably a little more exciting. Well, so there was this day, it was actually like last weekend, which is maybe it's just the recency of it that yeah. makes it feel so powerful. But like my two-year-old, we were playing, we had like a little tent built in the living room and she's like just learning to talk and just learning to say sentences. And like um, my partner and I were, you know, under the the tent with her and she's like laughing and she looks at us and she goes, Austin, happy. Aww. And it was just this like moment where like your kid can't talk and you spend so much time and like you don't sleep and like they destroy your body and they like destroy your mind. And then like all of a sudden she just goes like, Austin, happy. And you're like, Aww. oh my God. And it's like, that's, that's the so sort sad. of thing that you just like can't, you can't like ever forget a moment like that. And so again, maybe it's just the recency of it, but it was like a very like meaningful part of, of my life. So it makes up for all the fact that I like can't do any of the fun stuff that you guys do all the time. Well, I mean, the <laughs> other thing about it is like you answer that way. And I just like, I feel like any non-parents answer to that question is just comes out so selfish. Yeah. You know, and then the parents. But, quite, I, but I know, I know what you guys are talking about, which is part of why I like gave my, my birthday one. Cause that was such a powerful yeah. moment. And, and like, I do feel like being able to like love and enjoy your life is so important. And so many people like don't take the time to do it. Like you said, those monk weekends are like hard to find time for and hard to yeah. like prioritize. You should do another one. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm doing one soon actually. And, and the going, volume. well, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the, back to Italy. Oh, yeah. nice. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With Will? Uh, no, this is, oh, this is my, poor it's Will. not Olympic year. It's not, yeah, no, it hasn't been four years. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only, it's I don't only, want to see his ass again. It, yet. <laughs> it's only been two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find us. I was in 2025. Got to build up conversation topics in between. Yeah. yeah it takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We have like a shared Google sheet and it should, you know, once it reaches, but yeah, I do think this exercise is it, like, I started asking this, I think like when I was in like a bad spot and like, I, 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 I thought it was interesting doing the reflection yourself, like just being in the mindset of describing a time of so much happiness, like it yeah. just makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. Do you do any like daily gratitude things or do you do you do any daily things other yeah. than like we talked about the gym or whatever, but are there other things? Yeah. So my, my, my mom's mom. So my maternal grandmother, it's like the most optimistic person I ever knew. We may have spoken about this, but like I, not on, yeah, uh, so not, I mean, not recorded. Okay. So she, um, pretty much she, she got like stage four ovarian cancer uh, it was like six month life expectancy. She lived for nine and a half years, like doubled the previous record. They put up like a plaque for her in the chemo ward, like in Sloan Kettering, because like all of the nurses loved her so much. Aww. And she was just most positive, optimistic, empathetic person. Like she, before that she had like breast cancer. And like my mom tells a story about how like every day she would go and open the fridge and there'd be like one brown bag. One day there were two. And she asked my grandma why. And my grandma was like, oh, like I'm staying at a friend tonight. And it was like, she was literally getting like, surgery and like staying overnight at the hospital and was coming back. Like she never wanted anybody else to care. Aww. So she passed That's away. Norm McDonald shit. Yeah. So she passed away my sophomore year of college. And when she died, I started the daily gratitude, uh, like ledger. So every night before bed, like I write down. You call it like, a ledger. What journal, whatever you want to call no, it. No, it's, yeah. it's very you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I will, I'll sometimes, I didn't keep it. I have like a, a habit tracking app. Like I do like, it was one where like, I finally paid three bucks for it. 
I like tried oh, all these free geez. ones and yeah. they're so bad. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I just need to, because it's such a simple animation. I just need to like hold down right. a circle and like complete and be like four day streak. Right. And right. I'll, I'll like maybe get like five days behind and they'll catch up and write like yeah. five things down. But I've been is pretty good streaks? with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, maybe it is actually. Let's see. I love streaks. streaks. Yeah. 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 I use the same thing. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I think now's a good time for the final question. Yeah. I think it's the perfect moment. Okay. What's it all about? Life. <laughs> what are we here for? Jeez. How much time do we have? Uh, the lucky part. I mean, uh, no. you tell us if you, yeah, have, a you have a hard stop. stop right? I, I, I have a hard stop. I both have, I have an investor meeting. <laughs> People are talking about the, I have a date, I, whatever, whichever one we want to leave in. Wait, hold on. Um, so I think, I think there's another thing here that's developing. We gave Alex a nickname, Fastlane, Alex oh. Fastlane Johnson. Yeah. Do we have a new nickname here? <laughs> Is it Eli, Eli hard stop? Oh, <laughs> you got first date. Eli first date. We should each have to like come up with our own nickname for each cast. Eli hard stop. Eli hard stop walks. I also, no, I, I also I will, like those together. So I on a first date so having you, a hard stop. You can customize your LinkedIn URL. So my URL right now is linkedin.com slash i and slash onboard users. <laughs> I did have it as KYC King for a couple of days oh as God. a joke. I'm like, I'm just waiting for my team to realize it. Because <laughs> well, one time I, like, you can customize your name in Slack Connect too. Mm. And I made mine, Eli will onboard more users at less cost. And like our customers <laughs> loved it in Slack. At one point I shouted out specific companies. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just do generic. And everything in the company changed their name to like, like Keegan was like KY Segan. And it was like, nice. again, like Belgium was like KY Belgium. Like it was all of that. And every day, my co founder Alex was so mad at me. He's like, I don't know who I'm talking to in the company, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> and whenever I want Alex to write like a technical blog post, I love him to death, but it's always a quid pro quo. Like, we'll be like, I want to stay in that hotel in SF. And I'm like, okay, write the ball. So, <laughs> so this one, he was like, Alex is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and it, it, it was, uh, so for this one, it was, if you, change your Slack name back to Eli and do a company announcement, change Slack names back. I'll write the blog post about the vault proxy. And I'm like, done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my fun sign up. For what is this all about? Uh, yeah, back to the meaning of life. So I I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I there's a there's a subsect I really like called Book Bear by Ava. I'm not sure if anybody reads. She's great. She's like- Never heard of lives it. Lives in SF. She like surrounded by a lot of people in tech. I resonate a lot with her philosophy. Like, a lot of stuff I've written about, about like the shadow self is like based off some of her writing. And I do think that the more, the older I get, and like, I know I'm pretty young and like the, like more I read, like the more I realize that I have no idea. Um, like in a weird way, I think like, not that I have wisdom, but like, I think maybe like the, the burden of maybe like learning stuff if, is you realize like the much simpler life philosophies that we used to have, I think like we realize aren't like, there isn't a straight line to like, and then you will be happy. And like, I think like I've even had like, uh, I think I've gone through paths where like, I'd be judgmental of people and like, there's no way they can actually be happy. Like in, in that, and, like, you know, like maybe, like maybe they are, um, like, I, I don't know, like I'm no longer judging that. Like, I, I think that I used to have simplistic philosophies in a weird way. I think that when you have that, it can be both grounding and you have a, a, a North star, then also like you get there. And like, I think like maybe this like founder mentality, like, I think we're really good with like self-confidence or terrible self-love. Cause like mm. all it is, is like reaching a place that you said you wanted to get to. And a lot of people said you couldn't and in reaching there before and in telling yourself, like, like I, I have like a problem, like I'm not like, I'll go through periods of like, I'm not proud of anything I've done. Like, because like, I'm like, cause I haven't done these eight things left. So I don't really know. I think at the same time I'll get in debates where like my best friend will be like, you're like, 
I'm concerned that like you like you're like focused on like this one thing and like you have admitted that it won't bring you happiness. And I'm like, I'm totally aware of that. And I'm like to me, like what I've always enjoyed though is like the chase of that. So I'm like, when I realize that that thing won't bring me happiness, I'll figure out the next thing I'm going to try to find. And like, it's not that like I'm a paragon of mental health, like far from it. Um, but I do think that like, there's something I agree. You can't wrote, if you fantasize about like this, like end state, I don't think you're ever going to be happy with it. But I think if you just become more so like, ha- like having fun along the way and like appreciating those moments, I have no answer for what the meaning is other than I have no clue what it is. So I just try to enjoy about the journey. Yeah. It's about the journey. Like I, I do. And like, maybe that's because I, I haven't found what happiness is, but I do think that the journey is, uh, is kind of what it's all about. Love that. Me too. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll have you back in five years and we'll find out how you've changed. Yeah. We'll see what my frugality rating is. You're the man. You're the man. Thank you, Eli. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, you're probably reaching for your phone to pick your next podcast or switch to music or just call it a day because you can't believe how much valuable information you just took in. But before you pick that next thing, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends and all that jazz. Generally scream from the rafters about how much you love FinTech Family Hour. Thank you again to our sponsor, FS Vector. And until next time, stay healthy, keep your head high, your costs low, and I love you all.